2: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
3: What happened music that meant something? The who at the kingdom or kiss at the Coliseum. Where is the misty
2: mountain hop? Where is the is the smoke on the water? Where is the Iron Man of today?
4: This is not a test, this is rock and roll!
5: Welcome to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.
6: I'm Jim DeRogatis, the pop music critic at the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Greg Cott. I write about rock and roll for the Chicago Tribune. It is a great day today on the world's only rock and roll talk show because we've been waiting all year to do this show.
5: We are going to present our list for the best
6: albums of 2008 and hear what made number one for some of our listeners. You're listening to Sound Opinions and time now for the best records of 2008.
5: Yes, Greg, it is, and no rock critic worth his or her soul fails to produce the obligatory year-end... Best of albums list Mine this year is 50 albums long You can look on the Sound Opinions website I have not seen yours We do not compare notes What we do every year We both do follow the model of We're putting the list together Based on the albums that we are dying to listen to still Might have come out on January 2 Still can't get enough of this record It lives on We're not thinking about political correctness We're not thinking about artistic (laughs) greatness Commercial sales This is the music we love That's why we love this show That's why we're excited to do these shows, we started off with a coin toss, special Sound Opinions coin commemorating two of our rock critic heroes. On your side, it is uh, the great rock biographer, musicologist Peter Goralnik. On my side, it is the great rock and roll madman, greatest rock critic who ever lived, Lester Bangs. Let us toss the coin. And Peter Goralnik has won. Yes.
6: You get to go first, Greg. I get to go 1st absolutely right, Jim. Uh, very exciting to do this because we attempt to be totally unobjective about these picks these are the records that i listened to the most in 2008 that that was my sole criterion my favorite records of the year we're going to start backwards work our way up to number one at number six for me is a band that I have long loved. I think each of their three albums is excellent. Uh, the band Parts and Labor from uh, Brooklyn, New York. a uh, Originally a trio, now reconstituted as a quartet with a slightly different sound on their third album, Receivers, but no less riveting. In the past, they had a more of a chaotic rhythm section, uh, more of a chaotic drum sound. This one is more trance-like and propulsive, but what's still there are those gigantic anthemic melodies, and those are all over this new album, Receivers. It's why it's my number six album of the year. It is one of the best driving albums of the year. You put this on in your tape deck or CD deck or your iPod in your car... And you're up to about 110 miles an hour before you know it. (laughs) It is a great highway album. Trust me, I've tested it out. And here is one of those great anthems. It's called Nowhere's Nigh from Parts and Labor, my number six album of the year on Sound Opinions. There's Nye from Parts and Labor, my number six album of the year. Jim, what have you got first up?
5: Greg, I'm also starting with number six, although I still can't get over the idea of you driving 110 miles an hour. <laughs> You're such a safe driver. Oh, I no. Know.
6: I tell you, on the highway, it's, uh, it's go for the gold, man. <laughs> okay. Michael Phelps or something. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Number six for me,
5: uh, Greg, is a band that I think many people have taken for granted. The alternative era, the grunge years are long gone. It is not inconceivable that a great group that, that was wonderful 10 years ago can, can produce a masterpiece today. That is what has happened with the uh, local duo, Local H. You know, they had a couple of big hits in the grunge years. Those are long gone. This band, though, made a spectacular album released early this year based on Scott Lucas. It's just a duo. Scott plays guitar and, and vocals, and they have a drummer, and it was based on a heart-wrenching relationship that fell apart. He made a concept album called 12 Angry Months. Each song is given its own month, and each <laughs> represents a different phase of moving from, you know, shock to anger, to acceptance, to finally moving on with your life. Rock and roll has produced timeless masterpieces of, of relationships falling apart. You know, I mean, by Marvin Gaye, uh, everything the Rolling Stones ever did, Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks, right? This belongs in that company. I'm serious. People think they know local age. You know, what's Dewar got us going on about? It's a local band. Maybe he has a beer with Scott Lucas. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, forget everything you think you know about this band. This is a masterful record. It deserved way more attention. Hopefully I can give it some right now. It is only fitting, I think, that I play track number 12, which is December. The subtitle is Hand to Mouth. Here it is, Local H, on Sound Opinions.
2: About a million hours from now We're gonna find what laughs about gonna wrap our heads around
5: That's Local H on Sound Opinions. The song is called December Hand to Mouth. Their seventh album, 12 Angry Months, the sixth best of 2008.
6: According to me, what's next for you, Greg? Excellent choice, Jim. I have to agree. Uh, That's a great record. Number five for me this year, though, was the comeback record, the first album in a decade, by one Jonathan Davis, a.k.a. Q-Tip, the founder of A Tribe Called Quest, Three classic albums to to begin the 90s from A Tribe Called Quest established a sound that is all over commercial radio now with the likes of Kanye West and Lupe Fiasco and Andre 3000 and Pharrell Williams. Well, it's only fitting that Q-Tip should come back in this environment and reclaim his place in it. On this album, he is back with a vengeance. That tone, once again... Uh, like a saxophone at a a late-night jazz club. I don't think there's any other rapper out there who sounds quite like him. Just the tone of that voice is worth listening to. And on top of that, you have one of the most agile uh rhymers in the business. Mm-hmm. In addition, he produces his own records. Not many MCs can say that, but Q tip is an excellent producer. He digs deep. There are can samples on this, you know, the German art rock band. <laughs> I mean these, these are not your typical hip hop samples. I feel on this like record. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. You had me at Cannes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And at the same time he gets wonderful performances out of some of these cameo vocalists that he has on this record, people like Raphael Sadiq. And uh, notably, Nora Jones uh, does a great job. So hey, the best thing she's ever recorded. I think so too. So he's bridging the gap between soul and hip hop and has made a, a record that sounds very contemporary and yet at the same time hearkening back to that timeless sound of the early A Tribe Called Quest. The record is called The Renaissance, and the track I'm going to play from it from Q Tip is called Life is Better on Sound Opinions. Life is Life is Better from Q-Tip. The Renaissance, my number five album. What is next for you, Jim, on your best of list for 2008?
5: Well, I want to commend you first on Q-Tip. It made number 22 right. on my top 50 list. A great record. That's how great this year was. I hate these people who say, you know, uh, rock isn't as good as it was in 67, <laughs> in 78, in 1991. Nonsense. I right. can't even limit. You know, I just 50 is an arbitrary number. <laughs> I'm going to play my fifth best record of the year. It is the Brazilian Girls, their album, New York City. We reviewed it on the show, I can't get enough of it. Always a great sign when I was trying to choose a track to play. I was having a hard time deciding between seven. And the other <laughs> the other. The, the the rest of the eleven are all great too. It just ties together. It's this wonderful look at a multicultural polyglot society delivered by this woman, this singer Sabina Sciuba, who uh, was born in Rome, raised in Nice and Munich, now lives in New York City. This Brooklyn trio I think is very similar in a lot of ways to what LCD sound system has been doing mm-hmm. in terms of a new wave take on underground dance music but they're much more exotic you know we have bits of astrid gilberto we have uh, you know serge gainsborg that space age bachelor pad sound 70s german art rock more can and craft work and and the underground electronica scene that's thriving in new york all with this wonderful pop sensibility songs that you just can't get out of your head i'm gonna play losing myself by the brazilian girls from their album new york city on sound opinions on them. That's Brazilian Girls losing myself from the album New York City, my fifth best record of the year here on Sound Opinions. Coming up on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media, more of our picks for best album of the year. You can also go to soundopinions.org to see our entire list and also some of your own.
6: Welcome back to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis. And uh, we're running down our top ten lists of 2008. That is one of my top ten albums of the year from Portishead, a track called Silence. uh, made number seven on my list for those keeping count. You can get a complete list of both of our top 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. 50 for me. Yes, at soundopinions.org. I'm going to jump ahead to my number four album of 2008, and it's uh, from TV on the Radio. Their 2006 album, Blooming Way, Return to Cookie Mountain, was uh, number one in on my list that year, and I think uh, an explosive leap for that band. A dense, claustrophobic album. I think it uh, captured the tenor of the times perfectly. A very anxious time in the world and in America, and uh, that record, more than any other released in 2006, captured that feel. I think they did the same thing with Dear Science, a little less claustrophobic, a little less dense in the production, uh, letting some of those melodies spring through and a little bit more agile in the rhythm section. Bit more of a groove, bit more of melody, a little bit of hope at the end of that darkness. Again, the mood of 2008, a huge sea change in the presidential election of uh, November, and uh, I think it's reflected in, in what this album's tone is. Here's a track from it it's called Crying from TV on the Radio on Sound Opinions. Laugh
2: in the face of death under mastheads. Hold your breath through late break and the last makes the moves of the trite. The cold the feelings
5: are meant global, like coke in the nose of the night. Fire. That is TV on the radio. The song is Crying. The album is Dear Science, Mr. Cott's fourth best album of 2008. Greg, you know, it's our show. We get to talk about our opinions all the time, but the basic cornerstone of Sound Opinions is that everybody's a critic. We are always eager to hear what our listeners think. So we've got some callers to tell us about their best albums of the year.
6: First up, we've got Brian from Lyons, Colorado. Welcome to Sound Opinions, Brian. Thanks.
0: It's a total honor to be on the show. <laughs> Well,
6: thank you, Brian. Tell us about your album of the year.
0: You know, uh, when I think about album of the year, I feel like reviewing a record is maybe 50% subjective, but... Picking an album of the year from all the recordings of a given year is, like, 100% subjective.
5: Yeah, and that's as it should be. I mean, we want your opinion. We don't want what you think was the best album of the year by commercial considerations or anything else. Yeah,
0: Exactly, yeah. And, and I, would, I would almost go so far as to feel like, uh, like there has to be a moment when the album resonates with me, like, at a deep level. Yeah, mm-hmm. and okay. And for me this year, it was uh, the Fleet Foxes uh, ah. full-length debut. Mm-hmm. And I clearly remember in June, it was a couple weeks after the album came out, and I was hiking with my iPod in Rocky Mountain National Park on the Twin Sisters Trail. And as I was coming down, I was listening to the record and uh, totally in awe of what was going on. And I actually stopped on the trail and just realized that it had ta- not only taken me to this, this place, but taken me to a place that I'd always wanted to visit, you know, a place where uh, yeah. Brian Wilson went to bed in 1967. And like Rip Van Winkle <laughs> woke up, you know, 40 years later in the, the Olympic rainforest of Washington State
5: let's see if we can That's give you cool. a flashback to that. Let's hear a little of this Fleet Fox to see if it brings you back to that moment in place.
2: Excellent. Even life When the woman of the woods came by To give to you the word of the old man the Morning tide In the sparrow and do no.
5: What a beautiful song! <laughs> now I got to tell you, I'm a guy who uh, I'm not comfortable if there's not concrete underfoot. Nature makes me. Right, exactly. I just, you know, nature makes me, you know, hiking in mountains. Man, that just creeps me out. This is like
6: the ultimate nature album, though.
5: Yeah, but it, well, I can listen it, to this and feel like it without having to get sweat and mosquitoes and hiking. You know?
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, you listen to this album and you're uh, at least I'm taken to a totally different place, and, and you don't have to be in the mountains, I think, to be taken there. But you close your eyes and it, it has that like emotional impact.
6: Absolutely. The power of music. Absolutely. Well said, Brian. Well said. Excellent choice. Thank you for being on Sound Opinions. You got it. Now let's welcome Naomi from Brooklyn, New York. Naomi, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you guys?
6: Excellent. So uh, what have you got as a top album for 08?
0: I really like the new Mates of State album, Rearrange Us.
6: Give us the case here. What makes this the best album you heard in 2008?
0: You know, I'm more of a song person than an album person, so this was a difficult choice for me to pick a whole album I liked, but I really did listen to this whole album all the way through. Um, I know some of their other stuff from the past, and it's not as kind of discordant, maybe, but um, it really, it's a nice album. It took me from beginning to end, kept me listening.
6: And that says something these days, if you can listen to an album from beginning to end and not uh, want to put something else on.
0: I just thought it was a great album. It was really fun, and, you know, it didn't have the highs and lows of their past albums, but... Over time, I, it really grew on me. At first, I was a little disappointed. I wanted something more peppy and poppy. But I found myself listening to it every day and really liking it.
6: Well, that's the best test, I guess. we I mean, got to keep putting uh, it on.
5: Let's hear this again. Let's hear some of these guys and see if, what Naomi's talking about.
0: I know
2: it's impossible. But you should try to shake it off. That's do just for it, I know. Just stop and shake it off. you gotta rearrange, rearrange. Rearrange, rearrange,
5: rearrange, rearrange. Oh. That's Mates of State Rearranger from Naomi's Top Album
6: of 2008. Thanks for coming on Sound Opinions.
0: Thanks, guys. Take
6: care. We're going to hear from another caller later on, but let's get back to our list. Jim, what's next on your best of 2008?
5: Greg, my fourth best album of the year is the debut from The Nux, Remind Me in Three Days. You know, people ask us once in a while, so, so you know, how much do you guys influence each other? And, you know, are you really pals? Do you really just listen to the same stuff? No, almost never. I mean, we try purposely not to compare notes. You did let one slip when we were talking about reviewing this album. You said, Jim... I think you're going to love this record. It was (laughs) rare. It was rare in the annals of, like, I've known you 20 years. I don't think you've ever said that. And you were right just because you knew that I've been looking since the masterpieces of Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys and Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul for hip-hop to pick up that strain of psychedelia and wild sonic invention that was so prevalent in the 90s. And we've gotten a few, you know, Commons, Electric Circus, here Mm. and there. But boy, this album knocked me out the first time I heard it. It is a full, honest salt these gurgling analog synthesizers (laughs) classic rock guitar weird valley girl voiceovers beatbox grooves everything and the kitchen sink from this brother duo originally from new orleans forced to relocate because of katrina now in los angeles kind of emulating that wild nuggets garage psychedelic rock period of the early 60s but in the hip-hop style I can't get enough of this album. I could play you every track on this album except for a few skits, which kind of slow it down in parts, but I think we have to hear Cappuccino, which really started their career. That was the first single, was floated on MySpace, became an instant hit, deserves to be. Why no one has ever rapped about the joys of caffeine? (laughs) Obviously the favorite drug of both you and me, I don't know. But here is the Nux Cappuccino from Remind Me in Three Days on Sound Opinions. (laughs) I need Yo. a fresh cappuccino with
3: a mocha twist. Fresh, fresh cappuccino with a mocha twist. Fresh, fresh cappuccino with the mocha twist. twist. Hey hey, miss. I need a fresh cappuccino with a mocha twist. Fresh, fresh cappuccino with the a mocha It's Miss Crispy, fresh. fresh Check it out, miss. I got something to tell you, I'm miss. Uh, the story goes, uh-huh. the chick I'm with, me. I've been dating for two months. We Do brunch and lunches. It's sweet like fruit punch. Right. For two months, I've been waiting like crackpins. My future bleak f- with this broad like gas. Yeah. You speak with me, you eat with me, but why don't you sleep with me? Yeah. I figured if I could hold out, I'd be rolling on the easy street. But never know me no more. This is clear like Bison. See, I'd rather please my Jimmy like IV. She knows this is why I switch it like a pitcher. Cause I'm full, trying to get my zipper unzipped. Yeah. But hold it, this what she say is my problem. Yeah. But it's crispy. My MOB to stretch it like a limo.
6: That's Cappuccino from the Nux. Remind Me in Three Days, one of Jim DeRogatis' top albums of 2008. And uh, I agree with you, Jim. Great record. It's in my top 20 as well. My number three pick for 2008 is a record that I have been obsessing about. For the last two months in fact I cannot stop playing this thing it's only 22 minutes long and as soon as it ends I just want to hear it again yeah I think they have this group has created an entire world in those 22 minutes that I just want to get lost in over and over again the Vivian girls I'm talking about and what they do is very simple they create kind of this lo fi production aesthetic built on wall of fuzz guitars very simple drumming, but within that, they've got these beautiful melodies and these very innocent girl group vocals. So in other words, they're hearkening back to some of those early 60s girl groups uh, like the Shirelles mm-hmm. and the Ronettes and combining it with this post-punk garage rock aesthetic. And it, it, it's a great sound. What's more is the, is the stories they're telling. These are three young women who are emerging from adolescence into womanhood and facing this dark, troubling world with all the explosiveness and possibility of new love and at the same time the disappointments that also brings and i think this song that i'm gonna play from this record is one of the best songs i've heard in the last five years i love love <laughs> love this song <laughs> Tell us what and, you and, really think and i think it, it it encapsulates perfectly that emergence from into adulthood from the lost innocence of youth and and that sense of contradiction that brings that sense of anxiety that it brings and yet at the same sense there's a possibility that things are going to be great and you can hear it in their voices you can hear it in this melancholy yet somehow triumphant melody it's the vivian girls with their self-titled album and a great song called where do you run to on sound opinions That is Where Do You Run to from the Vivian Girls, my number three pick for the best albums of 2008. Check out our complete list or share yours. Go to soundopinions.org. And to leave comments about this show, call our hotline at 888 859 1800 or email us at interact at soundopinions.org. We're going to be back in a minute on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media with more of our favorite tracks from 2008.
5: Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media, our favorite show of the year, the best albums of the year. That's a little bit of my number 10 pick, Erica Badu's New America Part One, Fourth World War. The track is called The Healer. I love that record. You know, how, how do you just – <laughs> it, it could have been number one. It, it should have. They're all so good. I love them all. Yes. But let's hear what some of our listeners are thinking,
6: Greg. Let's, uh, let's get somebody else on the phone. Absolutely, Jim. Let's talk to Adam from Athens, Georgia. Adam, welcome to Sound Opinions. Thanks. What uh, have you got as a top album for 2008?
4: Well, out of the many, um, I chose Saturnalia by the Gutter Twins.
6: The Gutter Twins, who are uh, Greg Dooley and uh, Mark Lanigan. Yeah. And, uh, boy, that's a, that's a combination made in hell, right? I mean, two guys who have been through a lot <laughs> bringing together that sensibility. What do, you, what do you like about this record in, the, in particular?
4: Well, um, I guess refreshing is, is the word that comes to mind. It's kind of, I miss kind of the 90s alternative sound, which that brings, but it also has a lot of, you know, blues overtones and some soul to it. And it's really dark. But um, at the same time, it's not some of this, you know, screamo heavy stuff going on, but it is a heavy record.
6: Yeah, definitely. Let's hear a little bit of uh, Saturnalia from the Gutter Twins on Sound Opinions. Better Twins, Saturnalia, the pick of Adam from Athens, Georgia as the number one album of the year. Adam, do you have to be in a particular mood to listen to this record? I mean, are there times when it's just not appropriate to put this record on because it may depress you or may, may make you angry or change your mood so violently that you may not want to go outside for a week and a half? I'm just curious.
4: Uh, no, actually, uh, the only time I'm really not inclined to play it is when I'm in the car with my wife. She doesn't really mm. get into it as much as I do. Yeah.
5: Did you see them live?
4: Yeah, I saw them at Lollapalooza. Um, was a couple rows back, and uh, probably one of the better performances of the festival.
5: I was at that show, and it's like two o'clock, sunny afternoon, and suddenly, yeah. you know, they, they make it sound like it's four in the morning at yeah. the, at the tail end of Beale Street in in the gutter. You know, yeah. it's
6: amazing how that worked.
4: Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty baked, right? There. I mean, like in terms of the sun, I was very warm. Yeah. <laughs> there you so. go.
6: Way to get out of that one, Adam. Good job. Adam, thanks for being on Sound Opinions. All right. Thank you, guys.
5: Greg, it's back to us as we're working our way down to number one or up to number one, whatever way you look at it. My uh, number two album of 2008 is David Byrne and Brian Eno, Everything That Happens Will Happen Today. Now, hold on. You say, yeah, anything with Eno's name on it, you (laughs) love. Okay, Not, not true. First off, this is really a David Byrne album. Eno helped produce it. But to me, the the thing I love most about you know those stacked vocal backing Mm -hmm. harmonies, they're not on this record. So this is really a great David Byrne record made with his longtime friend who produced some of the best Talking Heads albums. But I will also say I did not like their first collaboration, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts. While it's interesting for the way it was made, arguably one of the first big albums to use sampling, it's all about found sound. Mm -hmm. It's not that great a listening experience. It's no masterpiece, okay? So I did not have huge expectations for this record and yet there they are David Byrne is in a new phase of his career he has discovered something he calls folk gospel he is singing like a great gospel singer and it's full of emotion it is a you know we we associate Byrne forever with that guy in the big suit the weird dancing alien Tony Perkins from Psycho goes punk rock okay whatever he was this is a warm sensitive very emotional David Byrne mining the, the the strains of folk rock and gospel with Eno who is great at crafting that sound to just you know open up his soul and and Talk about what's great in life. I'm going to play a track that's actually sort of the title track. The album is called Everything That Happens Will Happen Today. This song is called Everything That Happens, available on the net. But here it is now on Sound Opinions. David Byrne and Brian Eno, everything that happens on Sound Opinions. Greg, it is time for your penultimate pick. What is at number two on your list?
6: Indeed, Jim. Uh, and by the way, kudos on Byrne and Eno. That is a great album. You need not apologize for the Brian Eno fixation this time. <laughs> that is a record well worth I'll have out. to at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we've talked about on this show a number of really good metal albums that have come out in the last few years. And uh, bands like Isis and Disfear and Mastodon all have been circulating in my top 20s for the last few years. I think this year's best metal album, bar none, was made by a band called Torch out of Miami, Florida. Their second album called Meanderthal. I think this is a great album in that it combines the heaviness of so-called doom metal, with a sense of melody and concision that you might find in some of those late 70s, early 80s thrash metal bands. I'm thinking about Dawn of Metallica, you know, early Motorhead. That sound combined with that heaviness that you would find with some of these latter-day uh, bands. I mean, Florida is like the king of this, like, really dark, gothic, yeah. ugly metal sound. And it's a great sound, but these melodies on top of it, and three- or four-minute songs, it's a great combination. Torch nailed it on the Neanderthal record, and here's an excellent example of, of what they're up to. It's a song called Across the Shields on Sound Dependents. That is Torch, my number two album of the year, *Meanderfall*, with a track called Across the Shields. And now it is the moment we've all been waiting for, the top album of 2008. And Jim, this is a rare moment. Of unanimity between you and me about what the best album of 2008 is. You are not kidding.
5: You are not kidding. I can come up with three times, or, or this is this will be the third time it's happened in uh, in 15 years. Yeah. In 1994, we agreed, as no one else did, on The Flaming Lips' "Transmissions from the Satellite Heart." I believe we both agreed on the debut album by Kanye West. Yes. And now we are agreeing. Drum roll, please. <laughs> the album of the year is Nick Cave. Dig Lazarus. Dig. At age 50, Nick Cave is is benefiting from a midlife crisis to do the best work of his very long, very productive career. You know, the guy's been a novelist. He's been a poet. He's doing film scores. He was in a great pioneering punk band, The Birthday Party. He's done everything. He's been everywhere. As an article in the UK newspaper, The Guardian noted, at Nick Cave's age that he's at now, Paul McCartney was releasing treacle like off the ground and Bob Dylan was doing wiggle wiggle. You know, <laughs> he should be resting on his laurels and instead, whatever he's been pulling out of his deep, dark soul. Last year with The grinder record and this year with Dig Lazarus Dig it's just extraordinary the lyrics are are witty and literate and absolutely brilliant the music is is just edgy and hard but melodic
6: at the same time it's a nasty record but it's a beautiful record I mean I can't and the humor too Jim I think that's the one thing the the gloom is lifted a little bit and he's having fun with this dark material I think that's the that's the key for me just the fact that he's bringing this dark humor you know you can laugh at it and at the same time he's rocking your socks off and there's still that literary content there, too, where there's d- there's deeper levels to these songs. You know, it's amazing that an artist at this stage in his career has hit this level. I think, yeah. you know, here's the second phase of Nick Cave's solo career. And it's like he's he's on a new level. Yeah, you know, I mean, we both reviewed Neil Young last night, and Mm -hmm. it struck me that
5: three or four songs in his set list, it was a great show, came from Russ Never Sleeps in 79. You know, by that point, Young had had a a 20-year career, but he heard these punks over in England, you know, Johnny Rotten, Johnny Rotten, he's referencing Mm -hmm. in Hey, Hey, My, My, and it gave him a second win. He's like, I'm not done yet, and now we've had 20 more great years from Mm -hmm. Neil Young since. Uh, That's where Nick Cave is at. This guy is on the level of of a Lou Reed. He deserves to be considered one of the, the greatest singer-songwriters in rock and roll today. We could go on and on, but I think we ought to just let Nick do it. The song uh, we chose to play, and we could really play anything from Dig Lazarus Dig, is we call upon the author. (laughs) He uh, is calling upon the author to explain. I think he's talking to God. He may have been talking to us. I have no idea. Here's Nick Cave on Sound Dependence. What we once thought
3: we had, we didn't uh, And what we have now The toy kids spread the streets We've shunned them from the greasy grind The poor little things, they look so sad and old As they mount us from behind I ask them to desist and to refrain And then we call upon the officers to explain Clutched in his hand, he died with tubes up his nose, and a cabal of angels with with finger symbols chanted his name in code. We shook our fists at the punishing rain, and we called upon the author to train And everything is messed up around here Everything is banal and tune. It's a planetary conspiracy against the likes of you and me In this idiot constituency of the moon Well, he knew exactly who to blame And we call upon the author to explain yeah, well, Prolex, Prolex Nothing a pair of scissors can't fix yeah, Pro-X. Pro-X.
5: That is Nick Cave on Sound Opinions. We call upon the author from his album, Dig Lazarus Dig, a almost unprecedented in the history of this show,
6: unanimous pick, the album of 2008. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Jim, uh, we have our annual Christmas Spectacular with our very own house, Chris Kringle, Andy Serzan, playing some of the weirdest and most joyous Christmas music you will ever hear. Sounds good, Greg? As always, we have some thank yous to say. Sound Opinions
5: was produced by Todd Bachman, Jason Saldana, and Robin Lynn. And our executive producer and fearless leader is Tori Southside-Malatea.
6: Sound opinions. Everyone's a critic. Now it's time to hear what you have to say.
7: New messages.
1: Hi, this is Chad from Salt Lake City. I just got listening done listening to the uh, Amy Ray podcast, and I was really interested in it because I've been a long time fan of the Indigo Girls, and for whatever reason, thought that Amy was the weaker songwriter of the two. And that perception was just blown away by your show. I mean, she's a really great writer, and there's some great songs. So. Tell Me a fans, and uh, what a contrast with Britney Spears so it's, uh, both personally and musically uh, to see someone like Amy Ray still going strong and uh, Britney Spears self-destructing Anyway, great show, thanks
2: Salt Lake City Radio, Radio Fighting the good fight for me Salt Lake City Radio, Radio Fighting the good fight for me Oh, song
4: Hey guys, this
1: is Neil from San Diego, California. You were talking about R.E.M.'s new album, which you called The Turkey, and uh, I totally agree. I just wanted to uh, relate a conversation that I had with some friends over dinner recently, and uh, we'd been talking about politics. I started thinking about how George Washington had only run for two terms, and uh, by that tradition, no other president except for FDR had run for more than two terms. Then I started thinking about the Beatles, and the Beatles had a pretty good career, over ten years and then they broke up and they went on their way. So I started thinking, you know, R.E.M., they just broken up after Monster, which I actually liked, their legacy would be much better for it. So then I started thinking, well, are there any bands that have really released any significant material ten years after their debut album? You know, maybe there should be term limits for bands. Maybe uh, ten years after their debut album, they have to break up. Because it doesn't seem like uh, anyone's really adding much to their legacy. So anyways, if you guys can think of any uh, bands that have done that, I'm curious to hear. Thank you.
4: Hey guys, this is Joe from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Listen to the podcast every week, love it. Uh, This week in the review of the new Killers album, Jim made a uh, demonstrative statement that steel drums don't belong in rock. And while I wholeheartedly agree, I will say there is one exception to that rule, and that would be Jane Says by, of course, Jane's Addiction. Hey, my
0: name is Adam. I'm from Chicago. I listen to your show on the radio and on the podcast. And I was just calling you about last week's show to argue with something that Jim had said. Um, you guys were reviewing the album from The Killers, and Jim mentioned that he didn't think that Steel Drum should be in a rock and roll song. I think one of the great things about rock is that any instrument can be in it. Great examples of mandolins, glockenspiels, and accordions in rock songs. And as far as steel drums, you just have to, have to listen to Washington Bullets by The Clash from San Anista, which is probably the greatest steel drum song that's ever been made. That's all I have to say. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
2: And in the Bay of Pigs in 1961, Havana for the flavor in the Cuban sun. For Castro is the color, is it redder than red? Those Washington bullets won Castro Day. For Castro is the color, the word earth is spray of lead.
7: No more messages.